Welcome to the Fulfillment Project podcast, where we, the seekers, unite together to step into our higher selves and highest purpose. I'm your host, Simply Sarah, and I'm glad that we have found each other here today. My aim for this show is to give you some tools and strategies, along with the awareness of emotional intelligence and intuition, as you create a life and business from alignment, creating more joy and fulfillment every single day. Hello and welcome to today's episode on the Fulfillment Project Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Fennell, and for today's episode, I want to take you behind the scenes on a transmission call that I had inside a program that I run called The Aligned Sisterhood. This is a space that I've created for women to come together for growth, for healing, we have community, and we work on our ability to manifest in alignment. And every month we do two community calls, and one is called a transmission call, and you're going to get to see what that's all about in this call. And I want to share this with you because in the call, I posed a question to the ladies that was so powerful for myself at the end of 2021 coming into 2022. And I thought it would be beneficial for the ladies to ruminate on. And then I thought I got to bring this to the podcast because this question helped me embody so much growth over 2022. It helped me step up into a bigger purpose with my business and all the shifts that happened. It helped me explore different sides of myself and truly step into a higher version of myself from so many aspects. It allowed me to sink into uh, a deeper level of authenticity that I've never felt within myself. And I just got to like share this whole question with um, with everyone, with my audience, with the ladies. And this is why I am bringing it onto the podcast here. And so you're going to learn what that question is in this episode. And then you're also going to learn what my answer was to that question. And there were five answers that came out of this question for myself. And I share stories of how I embodied all that uh, throughout this year. And so I hope you enjoy this. I do cut it off at the end because we do go into some somatic work um, with getting really grounded into our body and aligning our energy systems. And so you're going to hear me cut it off at the end, but that's not the value from this episode. It's everything that comes out of this one question that I'm going to pose to you that I hope serves you as we are wrapping up this 2022 year and you are moving into a new year. Uh, and all that that is going to hold for you. And so here we go. So I was sitting back and thinking about what I wanted to finish the year uh, with you guys talking about on this last transmission call. And I thought it would be valuable for me to share what I did at the end of last year as I was coming into what I looked at as a completely different year with a completely different energy, as you all know, changing my business model and really looking at asking myself a question and it rhymes. So I'm really proud of this, <laughs> but a question for you to pose yourself. And I recommend writing this down and I'm going to share with you five answers that came up for me last year and might help you 
percolate this in your brain, kind of put it in the back there and see what comes up for you over the next couple of weeks as we're rounding out this year and as you're coming into the new year. And so the question was, who do I want to be in 2023? Who do I want to be in 2023? And yes, we can set physical goals and we can set achievement goals, but asking yourself that question of who do I want to be can help you steer in your direction throughout the entire year. Um, For myself, I didn't have really any specific goals. I knew my business model was going to be changing. I knew there was change, but I didn't really know what that was going to look like. And I know sometimes people have trouble visioning for an entire year or visioning what they want to do. And if it's not coming to them right away, asking yourself this question, who do I want to be in 2023 can help you steer into a direction throughout the entire year. It can help you find deeper alignment throughout the entire year as you embody these. And throughout everything in the sisterhood, majority of what I've been teaching you about is shifting your energy you know, shifting your state, shifting yourself into a higher self, um, connecting with that higher self, connecting with your intuition, being able to listen for what inspired and aligned action is. And so this question, who do I want to be in 2023, can help you embody all of the work that we've been doing here. I know some of you have been here from the beginning of when this started uh, in July. Um, Some of you started in the fall. Um, We got Susie who just started uh, last month with us. And so everyone's at a little bit of a different point. Um, But this question is what really created so much growth for me over this year. And I will share five things that came to me. And really what these are is intentions, intentions and promises to yourself to be able to, I'll use the word up-level or step into a different version of yourself. And I found that whenever I was faced with a difficult situation or a difficult conversation that I needed to have, resorting back to my answers from this question helped me embody that higher level version. Because it can be nice to talk about all these things that I'm going to talk about here today on the call, but it's when we're put in the situation to actually have to activate these areas of ourself that requires that conscious energy from us to do it. And so what I did is I actually wrote them down. They were in my office for the year. And just having that reminder whenever we're in a difficult conversation or in a difficult situation or a decision that needs to be made of looking back over who did I intend to be this year? And so what version of myself needs to come out in this moment for me to actually step in and embody that higher level version of myself? Because everything is great in theory, right? We can make the list and the intentions and the goals and we're like, I'm going to be this person. But it's when we're actually in the moment where we have to go, oh, okay, I need to act differently here, or I need to think differently, or I need to speak differently. I need to approach this differently. And that's, that's the work. Like That's the hard part of us literally showing up as a different person. I don't know if you can see my cat in the background. She's walking. She's walking around. Oh, Chloe. She um I was away for four days there. And so she I came back and she was just like, Mow. she was like such a suck and like all over me and like slept close to me last night. Usually she's like at the bottom of the bed and she was like all over me. <laughs> okay. So 
the five things that came out of me last year at this time, as I was thinking about who I wanted to be in 2022, the first one was, I want to trust myself. That was a big one that came up for me. I'm someone who is prone to anxiety. I can be prone to ruminating over something and having to think about what I'm going to say or think about what I'm going to do or have it all figured out. And this creates that energy of anxiety in our in our body. And anxiety comes when we're trying to future project too much, right? And we're we want to make sure everything goes perfect or we say the right thing or you know we show up as our best self and we can kind of start it's okay to like envision a moment that's coming down the pipeline but if you're ruminating over it and thinking about all the things like you should say or should do or how it should go this is when that anxiety comes up because the mind isn't in that moment and so it's going to keep going over it again and again and again and so i wanted to trust in myself and a mantra that worked really well for me this year um, was everything is always working out for me. Everything is always working out for me. And this question, this mantra, you know, I ran through my head and some nights when I'm laying in bed and couldn't sleep and maybe like I'm thinking about something or worrying about something, everything is always working out for me. If I catch myself trying to future project too much and figure something out or hope that something goes perfect, I say everything is always working out for me. I, I trust in my ability to figure it out. I trust that when I'm in the moment, the version of me that's meant to come out will come out. And I believe that when we can develop this deep trust in ourselves, we ease our nervous system. So we ease that physical body. We ease our mental body because the mind stops spinning so much and it will make us feel better and we'll be in that better energy. We'll feel more grounded, more calm and with more ease. And this really helped me this year create everything that came down the pipeline. It helped me step up and do retreat, something I've never done before. It helped me restructure my business. It helped me with my Simply Aligned events of what's going to happen and what am I going to say and is everybody going to have a good time and is it going to go okay? And all these things that we can just stew on in our mind. And so trusting myself has been huge and it's helped me live in the present moment. It's helped me not run on fear and it's really helped with that anxiety that percolates up in me. And so if you're someone who gets anxious thoughts or feels anxious or you're always projecting into the future, really developing that trust within yourself that everything is always working out for me and I will figure it out in the moment. I will figure it out in the moment. The second thing that came to me was that I wanted to honor my physical energy. So I wanted to honor my physical energy. I'm a very creative person. Um, and if you're a business owner, I'm sure you are too. Um, even like anybody who has a, a career or has children or priorities are physical energy is dispersed in many different areas throughout a given day. That's just the majority of people who live in our modern day world. And many times, I don't know about you ladies, but I can override my physical energy and push through. My mental energy or my creative energy or my excitement can push through that. I could over-caffeinate myself. I could 
sometimes shut off the connection to my physical body and what it's really feeling or telling me just to like put my head down and get something done. Even though I've been in the health and fitness industry before, which I know majority of you are in some capacity or another, we know the value of physical health, but it's in those moments where sometimes we think that something else needs more of a priority than our physical health or someone else needs more of a priority than our physical health that we override our actual needs. And so I really wanted to honor my physical energy. And what that meant was getting really in tuned with my physical body, doing, you know, some of like the somatic practices and stuff that we've been doing the sisterhood here, like breath work um, and meditation and learning to recognize when my body is revving too high. Because sometimes we ignore those subtle signals. We ignore maybe like that downfall of energy a little bit. And we're like, oh, it's not that bad. I'll keep pushing through. But then it goes down and down. And throughout the past year, I've come to realize when I'm on that tipping point of burnout or where my energy is about to drop, or if my energy drops, I will honor myself and I'll have a nap. I have pushed deadlines of things. I've said no to things. I've restructured my schedule to really honor that physical energy because I know it's a it's a very thin line. And if anybody who's dealt with burnout, it's a very thin line between like, I'm okay, I can handle it all. And then it's like, I'm exhausted or I can't think properly or I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. Or I'm like, oh my God, my schedule's too packed here. And it's it's honoring when I'm feeling really good and when I'm not feeling good. And when that thin line I find for myself personally, it comes when I'm feeling amazing and I'm, I'm, I'm at my full capacity and I'm like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to put this in my schedule and I'm going to create this and I'm going to say yes to this. And then a couple of weeks come or like a month. And then you're like, oh, my, oh no, like what, what did I commit to? What did I put on my plate? And you feel like you start for myself. It feels like I start dropping balls, Right. You like you get behind on this or you have to push this to the side. And whenever I start doing that, I realize that I haven't honored my capacity of my physical energy. And so with honoring that capacity of the physical energy, it's not just when you can sense that maybe you're in that lower energy, but recognizing when you're in the high capacity, are you maybe revving too high or be careful what you're putting on your plate coming down the pipeline and really looking, I kind of look at my, um, I look at myself in terms of like a week, like what it, what's happening in this week, like where are the demands on my physical, mental, emotional energy, what's happening this coming month and like what's happening in like three months down the line. And so as an example, when um, I knew I was writing my book and wanted to launch that in the fall and I wanted to host my Simply Aligned event, I didn't say yes to anything else. Like that was my only thing because in August and July, when I was planning all this, like full, full capacity. And I was so, I, I was so proud of myself for how I handled this fall and everything that was on my plate. But I also knew like, I can't overcommit myself. I can't put anything else on my plate. If I get a creative, creative idea, like it's got to wait. Um, because understanding the capacity that I want to run at all the time and knowing what that capacity is and what I'm saying yes to. And so I wanted to honor my physical energy and I'm, I'm super proud with, with how I did that. And my biggest thing was like, I don't want to burn out after simply aligned. I don't want to burn out after simply aligned and after my book. And although I did feel an energy drop and I think it was more from like 
the height of creation and the height of serving and like so much forward energy. And then it all just like stops. Um, so there was a bit of like, I'll say a flat line, but my energy didn't drop. I didn't burn out. Um, and I handled that really well. And that came from an intention from months and months before. And so for those of you who create or those of you who take on a lot, really look at like, am I honoring my physical energy and that capacity for me to show up in? And if something feels good right now that you want to say yes to really look at, okay, like what's happening in the next month, what's happening in the next three months, is this something I will still want to be committed to down the line? The third thing and intention I had for my 2022 was I wanted to be honest about my capacity and alignment to others and myself. So this ties into what I was saying, um, but more so to others and being honest about my capacity. In the past, I, uh, I used to pride myself on being able to like handle a lot and say a lot and have this like image of like, oh my God, like look at all the things that she's doing and this like badge of honor for how much I could take on and not being honest first and foremost with myself and also with others of like, no, like I just, I can't right now, or I'm tired right now, or like, I just, I don't have the capacity for this. And I really like that word capacity because it has come out in my languaging a lot throughout this year. And so as an example, in March, Joe and I walked away from Transformation Mentorship, which was another business that we were running with Ken and Barat, two other business partners. And my languaging with that, first, I felt it was out of alignment. So being honest with my alignment and looking at, okay, yes, this is making me money. Yes, I enjoy the role that I'm in with this. But I didn't want a business teaching nutrition. I didn't want a business hosting a podcast talking about nutrition. Like it just, I was good at it. I didn't mind it in the moment, but it just didn't feel in alignment for where I thought I was going. And also it was impeding on time and capacity for what I want, what I wanted to build here and like everything that we're doing here in the sisterhood. And so having a conversation with them about like, I don't have the capacity to actually build what I want to build. I don't have the capacity for the vision that I want to hold. I don't have the capacity to market for two different businesses. And when we use that word capacity, it's not like saying, no, I don't want to do this, or no, I don't have the energy to do this, or no, I don't have the time to do this, because that languaging can sometimes feel like we're making excuses, whereas the word capacity holds so many different aspects, right? It holds our creative energy. It holds our physical energy, our mental energy, our emotional energy, and how we want to show up in the thing. And so walking away from that business allowed me to be really honest with myself and honest with them. And I think a huge part of alignment is learning to be really honest. Because if we are making excuses or we're using language just to appease someone else or make us feel like we're not hurting other people's feelings, that's not really in alignment with who we truly are. And so when we get honest with ourselves about our capacity and our alignment and what truly is going to make us thrive, we're able to better communicate with people in a, in a grounded way that we actually own. When you own what you want, it doesn't come across as you're making excuses or you just don't want to do it or, you know, you're letting other people down. 
my time with my friends, um, really honest about that. You know, I'm sure you ladies know friends reach out, let's do this and let's do that. And I had a lot of that, especially through this fall. And it's just like, you know, I don't have the capacity for this right now, but like, let's meet up in December. Let's plan that. Um, or even if someone wanted to go for like a lunch or a dinner, sometimes I'd say, listen, like I don't have the capacity to like go for dinner, but I'm always out on walks and out on hikes. Why don't we just meet for that? And so learning for people to come into your schedule and timeline as well has helped me um, be honest about that. And then also honest about my own desires, honest to walk away from Joe and what we were building and honest to walk away from the transformation mentorship. And when we are honest with ourselves, that's when we feel good. There was so, so much that I was like lying to myself about of like, oh, well, I'm good at this, so I'll just do it. Or I'm known for doing this, so I'll just do it. Or they're used to me doing this, so I'll just do that. Or it's always been this way for so long, so I'll just do that. But those aren't really those honest answers with ourselves of like, what do you desire? Like, what do I desire? What am I seeing here? And having to be unapologetic about that and if it even involved the people who were involved with what was happening in my life. The fourth thing um, that I really wanted to bring into 2022 was I wanted to savor the moment and live in the present. Lori, um, before we hit record here, you were just talking about how you're really enjoying December. You're really sinking into the moment. You know, you're have your kids play coming up, um, Christmas play, and like just sinking into that. And I know that you're feeling what that feels like now, where you you are fully in the moment and you are there. Nothing is an inconvenience because if something feels like an inconvenience, we're usually out of the present moment and we're thinking that we should be somewhere else. Right? Yeah, nodding your head. <laughs> and so if you've, if you ladies have read my book, you'll know that joy exists in the present moment. And if we're ruminating over something in the past, or we're projecting our thoughts into the future of something coming down the pipeline, that's when our ego is at play. It's when we're out of the present moment. It's when we're going to feel either disappointed, dissatisfaction, or we're feeling anxious or that we should be doing something else, or we should be somewhere else. And this is where struggle comes in. And so learning to connect with your higher self by getting into that present moment uh, is something that I wanted to savor. We live in a very fast-paced world. We live in a world of schedules. We live in a world of kind of knowing what's coming down the pipeline a month or three months down the line, especially those of you who run businesses. If you're planning launches or planning anything like that, sometimes we can always be living in the future and not in that moment to fully, fully savor it. And so I was really proud of myself of like the retreat I held, I sunk into that moment. Both of my simply aligned events, like I was there, like I was in the room. Um, like I was with everybody. I was with all of you who were there. And I, I can look back on moments in the past or like events or summits that we've held. And I'm just like, I don't even know what happened. Like, was it good? Like, what did I say? Because <laughs> I just like wasn't there. And like, I'm sure you've all have had those moments where you're just, you're somewhere else. Like you're literally not in the present moment because you're lost in your mind and you're somewhere else. And then we're not fully enjoying. And when we're in that moment, we actually open up time. 
we we feel more of an expansiveness because you're in the moment. And when you're only focused on what's in the moment, it's actually a lot less than the gazillion thoughts that are going through our mind, projecting us into all these different places, causing anxiety in our physical body and just not connected to higher self. And we're just gone somewhere else. And then we wonder why the weeks feel like a blur or the months feel like a blur. And I feel when I get to that point where something, where my days are feeling like a blur, I'm waiting for a moment for it all just to maybe stop or for me to have that downtime. And when I start to feel like that, that's a moment for me to go, okay, I am like not in this present moment. How do I bring myself back to the here and now? And this is when we can use, you know, meditation or, you know, or somatic practices like breath work and so forth, just to, just to stop for a moment. You know, as some of the practices we've, we've done over the months of, just stopping and getting connected with your breath for like 60 seconds, like 60 seconds can really slow things down. It can really put things into perspective. And far too often we think that we just don't have enough time, but if we can't even grab 60 seconds for ourselves to come back into our body, to slow down those thoughts and just get into the moment, then we're always going to feel like there's not enough time and that we're just everything is just a blur, just a blur. And so I wanted to savor the moment and and live in the present and really be connected to my higher self and have that conscious awareness of when the ego was at play, when the ego was putting myself in the past or when the ego was putting myself in the present too much. I have a, I have a launch coming up in January. Uh, I'm hosting a a 14-day manifesting immersion, um, which I'm going to let you ladies know about. It's actually going to be happening inside the sisterhood, and we're going to be welcoming some more people in um, for 14 days to do uh, a manifestation immersion with us. And then I'm opening up doors for the sisterhood at the end of that. And so my creative energy is into that future. And I've had to be watching myself of like, no, 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 like you're in December, like you're enjoying the downtime. And so I find like we're challenged the most when we have creative energy and we want to do things. And so of course we're looking down the pipeline and, and planning things, but finding those moments in the day where you can connect back, where you can get into the present moment and not always be planning and always be scheduling and always be creating. You know, like Lori, you're kind of in that same boat right now with like your new program coming down the line. And the fifth thing that I really wanted to focus on this year is I wanted to love deeper. This was a big one for me. I I had a I had a problem with letting people in. Hold on, Jennifer's just wanting into our room here. Your phone unplugged. There we go. Hi, Jen. Good to see you, darling. Um I'll just quickly bring you up to speed. Uh, I posed a question to the ladies of something to ruminate over the next you know, few weeks as you're closing out the year and something that I did last year that really helped me grow this year and embody my growth through the entire year, which was, who do I want to be in 2023? And I have five points and I'm on my fifth point here. And so my fifth point was, I wanted to love deeper. And I had, I had come to the awareness that I was really good at keeping people like just a little like outside of me, like just a little bit. 
And what this was, was my fear of vulnerability, my fear of allowing people to perhaps see, uh, I'll, I'll use the word weakness, or not see me in a strength, or not even be able to be honest with myself about capacity and so forth. And so I wanted to explore vulnerability. I wanted to explore allowing people in. I wanted to explore deepening even my relationship with Joe, who I have seen year after year constantly deepen, but to have an intention of showing vulnerability, of opening up to vulnerability. And so with Joe, it was vulnerability in conversations. And so when we want to love deeper, this is when we need to become defenseless. I was listening to a Gabby Bernstein podcast uh, earlier this week, and there was an incredible line and didn't come from her. It came from someone else who she quoted, and I can't remember. And she said, your power lies in your defenselessness. And so whenever we get defensive or whenever we want to project or whenever we want to deflect something, that's fear and it's out of love. And so with Joe, it was vulnerability to sit in hard conversations without being defensive, without maybe even having to fix something and just talk about, it's funny when Joe and I have heated, we'll call it heated conversations now, we're able to like sit in the moment and sometimes not even say something and com- and also communicate what we're feeling in our body as that's happening or feel where our mind wants to go. And that's the vulnerability of, okay, like I really want to say this to you right now. And I know like that's not love or I'm feeling my stomach just like, oh, like it's just in a knot or like this conversation is giving me anxiety. Like I just don't know what to say. And it was so cool to sit in that vulnerability because it's uncomfortable. Like it's so uncomfortable, even being more vulnerable from like a a sexual aspect as well. And in like those intimate moments where you allow people to see you, to see all of you. And that to me, which was like deepening love, like how do I love deeper? How do I let people in deeper with my friends um, I, my Claudia, she was part of sisterhood. Sometimes she's on these calls. Um, she was a friend, she was a client forever and she was a friend. And I, I had felt like I was kind of like keeping her on the outside a little bit. And it was in January. We, 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 we go away a couple of times a year with my other girlfriend, Emma, and I felt myself bring her in. I felt myself bring her in. And so I, I, I urge you guys to like, look at the relationships that are in your life. And just to kind of see, like, where am I holding the love in this relationship? Do I keep this person kind of like on the outside? And maybe I don't really let them know what's going on in my life. Maybe I really don't let them know how I feel about them. Maybe I really don't let them know about how I'm feeling in a situation, whether that's, you know, quote unquote, like good or bad. And so when we can open our heart and let people in, it actually eases your nervous system so much. And you can feel like you can just sit in a moment of authenticity with someone. And that's so healing. It's so healing. When we block love, we feel like we can't be ourselves. So maybe we'll say things just to appease people or we'll 
go along with whatever they're doing. Um, we'll have surface level conversations. And sometimes we feel like we just like can't be ourselves. And I remember so many times I'd want to like leave an engagement or even like leave like time away with like a girlfriend or just like, and I could feel like I would get home and be like, ah, okay. Like you just like that sigh of relief where you're like back in your own energy. And I was recognizing this, even like on like some coaching calls and stuff like that, where I just felt like almost like holding my breath until I could like, ah, okay, now I can just like be myself or like let down that guard. Yeah. You guys are all shaking your head. You know what I mean there. Right. And so when we block that love, it revs up our nervous system because we feel like we have to be something different than what we are. Yeah. Lots of shaking heads. And when we can learn to allow love in and love deeper ourselves, this is when we actually heal ourselves. And so something that, um, I was even practicing this, uh, last week when I was like with my parents, cause I know family can sometimes, <laughs> yeah, shaking as family can sometimes be triggers. Um, we can't change other people. All we can do is change ourselves or change the perspective, um, or the energy that we're coming into a room with. And even, you know, if you're at lunch with a friend or like, maybe you're on a coaching call or something, I want you to picture opening up your heart space, like just opening up that space. And it's really powerful just to feel an opening of yourself. And this was a good practice for me because it wasn't like I had to like show up differently or say something differently or like act differently, just practicing like opening my heart. And with doing that, it allowed me kind of just like sink down into my body a little bit and like calm that energy and almost like reiterate to myself, like, I don't need to be anybody else but myself. I don't need to be anybody else but myself here. And that vulnerability for me has been so healing over the last year. I find that our biggest struggle in life or why we feel struggle or why we feel um, hustle or that grind mentality, it's, it's this resistance to love. It's this resistance to being open. It's this resistance to allow ourselves to be fully seen, allow ourselves to be fully held with who we are. And this goes for everything, even in like your marketing. If you have to feel like you have to show up as someone different, or you have to show up with like a more heightened energy to get attention, that's blocking love because you feel like you, you're not enough and a different version of yourself has to show up. If you feel like you have to like perform almost, whether that's even like in an intimate situation, like with, with a partner or showing up with girlfriends, a lot of the times I felt like I had to hold a space of really high energy. And I don't know like where that came from, but it's like when I was growing up, like I felt like I had to be like the life of the party and like, the blah, 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 like the talkative one and like making sure everybody was having a good time. And really this was actually almost like a protection mechanism to like keep people away from me at a distance. And as I've learned to allow love in and, and give love and receive love, it's allowed me just to sink into who I really, really am. And I'm not the life of the party. I'm, I'm actually a very quiet, reserved person. 
I know a lot of you, you know, just see me on calls like this or on coaching calls, but I'm actually really quiet. I'm usually the quiet one, the quietest one in the room. If I'm like, uh, uh, with girlfriends and so forth, it's just my nature. I really love just like sit back and like be in the energy and, you know, speak when I want to speak, but not feel like I need to like hold a conversation the whole time or even be in the presence of an energy with someone. And there has to be conversation all the time. Sometimes we feel like we just need to like fill a void and that's almost not being okay with just sitting in your own energy with someone else. And so I wanted to love deeper this year and I really feel like I did that and there's still so much work to do and there's always work to do in this, but these five things allowed me to step up into the person I wanted to be. It allowed me to build the business model that I wanted to build. It allowed me to show up and, and serve all of you here in the sisterhood and everything that's been created for that. And I feel like it laid such a beautiful foundation uh, for the next year that's coming up. And, and this is the growth work. Jennifer, I know you came on late. I'm going to reiterate these five points. Um, and I had posed to the girls, you know, uh, who do I want to be in 2023? Like ask yourself that question over the next couple of weeks and, and ask yourself that question into January and allow these to be intentions for you as you're creating and as you're showing up in 2023. Um, cause we don't always have to have like the physical goals. Like I didn't actually, I didn't have any income goals this year. Um, I knew I wanted to rebuild a business, but I, didn't have specifics that kind of just came to me. Like I didn't have any like tangible goals. Like they kind of came as the year went on, but allowing myself to have these intentions of who I wanted to be actually allowed me to tap into my higher self and build in pure alignment this year. And so number one was, I want to trust myself. Number two was, I want to honor my physical energy. Number three was I want to be honest about my capacity and alignment to others and to myself. Number four was I want to savor the moment and live in the present. And number five was I want to love deeper. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what comes out of you ladies. If, if stuff starts coming to you, I'd love for you to share um, in our community and on our feed. I think it'd be beautiful for us to all share that and for you to really like solidify and um, proclaim what it is that you're going to be stepping into. I would love to finish our call today with a somatic practice of us um, getting into our body. Uh, let's come into the present moment. I'm actually going to be adding in a weekly somatic practice for our sisterhood every Thursday morning. Um, a quick, it might be 10 minutes, might be 15 minutes, um, a quick call for us to jump on. You can grab that as a tool if you'd like to use it. Um, the times might vary. It might even be like first thing in the morning, like 6 a.m. It might be at noon, um, just depending on my scheduling. <laughs> Jennifer's giving me the thumbs up. Yes. And it's kind of like a come as you are call. Let's just like show up and do some work. And so you can look forward to that. That's going to be coming in the new year. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. My website, simplysara.com is a great place for me to continue to support you on your journey to alignment, joy, and fulfillment. There you will find upcoming retreats that I am hosting, resources, books, and many other helpful tools to help you on your travels through this thing called life.